It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. The Auburn Tigers landed a stud via the transfer portal over the weekend. We talk about how he could possibly start in 2022. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. We're always fired up here on Locked On Auburn, but today we are a little bit more excited because Auburn landed what I think is an absolute stud via the transfer portal this weekend. And with me to break it all down as he is every Monday, Lindsey Crosby, Auburn Daily Writer, host of Locked On MLB Prospects. Lindsey, I am so stoked. Auburn's latest edition via the transfer portal, Iowa State Safety, Craig McDonald. I don't know if we're going to call him C-Mac. I don't know if we're going to call him, uh, I don't know. But I really, really like this dude. He's a three-star kid coming out of high school. He's a Minneapolis native. Redshirted for the Cyclones in 2020, but in 2021, had over 40 tackles, two interceptions. Um, I think... Wait. That, yes? He had two interceptions? Yes. So you could say those balls were McDonald's. I don't follow. Oh, like it's they were his? Thing. I get yeah. it. Yeah. I get okay. it. Okay. That's good. We'll workshop this. There's something there. We can do this. Um, I don't know if that was it, but I think we're close. No. There's a hamburger um, joke somewhere. Hamburglar, pick burglar. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I, I think this guy's a stud, right, Lindsay? I mean, you, you see the 40-plus tackles. You see two interceptions. And you got to think, okay, you know, at this point of the season and kind of what's in the transfer portal, we were kind of setting our expectations low about what Auburn could get. But this is a guy that could come in and compete. Yeah, and when you look at what he did – at Iowa State, like did a bunch of stuff, played cornerback, played safety, wide receiver, running back, kind of, you know, going back to, to high school, right. ran track, played basketball, very good athlete. And so whatever position you need to put him into, whether it's coming down for run support, whether it's going out and covering a guy in the slot, manning up on a tight end, I feel like he can do a lot of those things uh, and, and is going to be able to grow throughout his remaining years in college, however many he has left. Yeah, and that's that's a little interesting. I'm glad that you said that because there's a lot of folks, most folks, are saying that he has three years of eligibility left. Cole Pinkston 
of um, on three, put in the boards, he corrected himself and said four. And I don't understand why it wouldn't be four. If you were on a roster, it doesn't matter if you were redshirted or not, if you were on a roster in 2020, that year doesn't count. And so last year was his second year. Um, so he was technically a redshirt freshman. But if you're on a roster in 2020, you get an extra year. And so if he's a redshirt sophomore this season, he would get this season, redshirt junior season, redshirt senior season, and then also that super senior season if he wanted it. So I, I'm not really sure why we're saying three. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I, maybe maybe it doesn't apply to everyone. Maybe uh, I'm not sure. Um, but I, I think we're off on that. So put in the comments if I'm wrong. I think the best way to handle that is to do, okay, like normally you get five years to play four, but now with the COVID year, you get six years to play five. Yeah. So 20... 21, 22 is his third year. So it would be 22, 23, 24, 25. Right, because right? he didn't play. He would get six to play five, and he already used the one that he didn't yeah. play. So he should get the next five seasons ba- based on that COVID year. But maybe maybe we're off on that. Let us know if we are. But regardless, I, I think Craig McDonald brings uh, extra experience to this room that really, Lindsay, has a lot of question marks. Um, and we like the defensive back situation, but I think we like it mainly because there's a lot of corners with a lot of upside here. And it's like, okay, how many of these guys can play in the middle of the field? And it's like, I'm not expecting Nehemiah Pritchett to do that. And then other guys is like Zion Puckett, probably a starter. Donovan Kaufman is probably a starter, but is he going to play more safety? Or is he going to play more nickel? Um, I think he's going to play both, but I think when Auburn's in nickel, Early in games, I think Donovan Kaufman will be on the field. Marquise Gilbert is an interesting one. You know, I think he's going to be a part of the rotation. The number one JUCO safety. There's value there. I think Caden Bridges and Caleb Wooten. Uh, Caleb Wooden, excuse me. That That's kind of it. And so, I, I, I think there's a chance for him to come in and play right away. Yeah, I mean, and from everything that we know about him, he's a smart guy. He was a team captain. And so, I feel like, Fundamentally, he's going to be sound. And as long as he can catch up to the playbook, uh, he's going to be competing for starting snaps. And given the time of the year that you're coming in, I would assume he's probably going to get on campus sometime soon. And so you would think he'll have plenty of time over the summer to get into the playbook, to learn the assignments, to learn what he needs to be doing so that he can be uh, playing at full speed in the fall. Cause that's always the big thing you hear about is the adjustment period about where right. you're having to think through things before you actually do them. Uh, and just kind of based off his history, based off his intelligence, how many different positions he played, I kind of feel like he's probably going to be able to handle a lot of that mental work over the summer and just jump in both feet in the fall. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. And it may be a situation where we don't see him early but you see him over the course of the season as he gets more and more acclimated to Auburn, more and more to the SEC, the playbook. I mean, there's so many different things that he's got to jump into, but he seems eager. He, um, uh, Jeffrey Lee with On3.com put out an interview. I mean, it sounds like he will sign with Auburn, quote, as soon as possible. I think it's what J- Jeffrey Lee said, and he's got to go back home, take care of some stuff, but like he's not taking any more visits. He didn't plan any more visits because... He wanted to go to Auburn. He just needed to go to Auburn to make sure it was what he thought it was, which is perfectly reasonable. Makes a ton of sense. So he came down on an official visit. Auburn paid for it. And he must have liked what he saw. And 
really, Lindsay, uh, another kind of underlying story in all of this is Zach Gethridge wins again. I don't know what his salary is, but it's I not feel enough. like whatever it is, he's worth that in gold. I mean, yeah. you just keep hearing about like every single, like just so many wins in recruiting. And I think part of the reason, like part of me wonders, do we just not hear about when he loses in recruiting or does he not lose in recruiting? I don't know, man. It seems like Auburn's adding DBs like crazy. So, um, yeah, yeah. Whatever he's doing, man, put him on any player. Well, I mean, I don't get it. I don't get it. It's like that's the only position that we're consistently winning at. And it's like, gosh, props well, to Zach. Part of it, too, is what helps is when you watch uh, NFL playoff games and you watch the Super Bowl and things like that, and there's Auburn defensive backs involved. And so, true. I mean, part of it is the history that we have. And, you know, the system, the, the school sells itself on past success when it comes to defensive backs in the NFL. But having Zach Hetheridge as a closer does not hurt. That man's got plenty of coffee. Yeah, no, there, yeah, because coffee is for closers. <laughs> Cannot stress that enough. Well said, Lindsey Crosby. Speaking of coffee... I love having Built Bar with my coffee. We'll talk about um, more about what McDonald means for the Tigers' defense in just a moment. And I want to tell you why I think he's a starter. But Built Bar, like I said, I love having my Built Bar every morning with my coffee. Um, there's a ton of different flavors. In fact, we just received um, some birthday cake puffs in the mail. Uh, most hosts did, and they're fantastic. They are so, so good. I actually am starting to like the Built Puffs more than the Built Bars. Take that for what it's worth. Um, the consistency, I'm just going to tell you right now, it's not what you expect, but it's delicious. It's so good. And you're eating this thing, and you're like, man, how uh, how is this good for me? And you read the label, and it, it is. It is. So be sure to check that out. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off. That is at Built.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Lindsey Crosby, before we jump more into Craig McDonald, what uh, what all do you have going on um, as far as putting out content? So I have all my baseball stuff, AuburnDaily.com. Uh, you can check out my podcast, Locked On MLB Prospects, wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. We're on Twitter at Locked On Farm. And then me personally, I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. There's a lot of Auburn baseball talk in there right now. No, there's no question about it. There's no question about it. All right, Lindsay, tell me, am I overreacting when I think Craig McDonald has a chance to start or at least be in the rotation in 2022? I mean, he joined so late. He literally entered the portal on April 30th. That's the latest you possibly could have. And he he, he jumped in there, and it seemed like he wanted to go to Auburn from the get-go. Do you think it's un- unreasonable to say, okay, the fact that he missed all of spring and the timing of when he's coming in, can he make an impact this season? I don't think saying he's going to be in the rotations too much. Okay. I think if you're going to say he's starting, then that's fine. Who is he replacing in the starting lineup is the question there. Because right. 
I mean, you kind of have a pecking order. I mean, it's something where you're like, yeah, you've got Caden Bridges, you've got Marquise Gilbert, obviously Donovan Kaufman's back. Like, you can name a lot of names back there already. Sure. So, in the rotation, absolutely believe it. If he's starting, who's he taking out? Who's he replacing? Well, I mean, I think both of those those safety spots are kind of open right now. And so, like, I don't know if yeah. there's really anything to be taken. Maybe Zion Puckett owns one. Like, maybe. And then Donovan Kaufman owns the other. But when they go nickel, he's not going to be playing there. He's going to be scooted out to nickel. Um, so, I mean, that's a good question. Right now, I think when Auburn's in nickel, I think it'll be Donovan Kaufman at nickel. I think it'll be Zion Puckett at one of the safety spots. And I, I kind of think Caden Bridges is the other one. Um, but is that, a, is that a personnel grouping that you want to give you know, 60 or 70% of your, like, you know, third and long snaps, too. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Um, so, we'll see. You know, is Marquise Gilbert ready to, you know, be good in pass coverage in the SEC? I see him as a great run defender day one. Is he going to be ready to, you know, understand all the passing concepts day one, jumping from the JUCO level to the SEC? That's tough. That's tough for anybody. Right. It's nothing against him. Um, he's had more time than McDonald will. But McDonald's jump from, you know, playing Iowa State ball versus Auburn, like, it's still a jump, but it's not it's not as drastic as Juco to the SEC. He started in the bowl game. He played Clemson in the bowl game. So, I mean, he's familiar with, with yeah. this type of makeup of roster with speed and talent and things like that. Yeah, that, that's a good point. And like you said, Marquise Gilbert really feels to me to be more like a base safety, more so than a, nic- than a nickel or a passing down safety kind of, you know, like you said, still adjusting to the sec. Um, Caden bridges, I think was a bit of a surprise in spring when we saw him running in that spot. And so I think probably of any of the defensive back safety kind of folks, that's probably the most tenuous spot simply because we didn't see Caden bridges coming. Mm -hmm. And do you always have to ask the question on something like that? Was he the starter because he was the best option or was he the starter because we didn't have a better option at the time? Bringing yeah. in a guy like this after spring might might be one of those. One of the, We went out and got him because we didn't think that we had somebody for that spot yet. No, that, that's a good point. That's a good point. I'm looking at pro football focus stuff right now. And they had Craig McDonald for all of last season with an overall defensive grade of 71.1, which is not bad. It's not bad. It's not great, but it's not bad. But what's interesting is all of his stuff, Lindsay, is pretty consistent. His overall rating was 71.1. His rush defense was 72.5. His tackling grade was 67.6. You probably want that to be higher if you're a safety. Um, his pass rush was low, but I don't think he'll be doing that. I don't think it's relevant. And then his coverage grade was 70. So, I mean, he's he was a pretty consistent player in all assets of his game, um, according to the analytics. And when you talk about what we think this Jeff Schmetting defense will look like, much like Derek Mason's was a year ago, I think some versatility is going to be asked from some of these guys, especially these guys that are playing in the middle of the field. So I think it's a scheme fit. Yeah, I could see that. And, and it, it's something where, you know, give him time. Uh, he may not, it, it may be something where week one, he's not the starter, but by SEC play, He's taking it over. Uh, like you said, he does have time to to learn the playbook. He does have time to get in there by the first week. But 
this isn't something where your week one starter, like you're done, that's it. You, nothing never changes. This is a living document that evolves throughout the season. There's a very good possibility that he starts off getting a, like a specific package, you know, g- getting snaps, going out there in that passing down package. Right. And then over time, playing well, takes over more of the snaps. Who knows? Yeah, and not only is the roster, like you say, a living document, I like that. It's also a position group that doesn't stay the same and you play a ton of guys. It's like wide receiver or, you know, your tight ends. It's not like your offensive line and your quarterback where you want to keep the same guys in no matter if you're making a change, it's bad. Either somebody stinks or didn't perform or got hurt. Um, you rotate DBs in like crazy. And I think with the depth, I mean, I think you're going to see a ton of corners rotate in. I think you're going to see, see a ton of DBs rotate in. And it just gives more of the offense, you know, the opposing offense more to look at. So, I'm there with you. We're going to talk about Craig McDonald a ton throughout this week. I, I, I'm really excited about this guy. I think he could be an absolute stud. Um, even if it's not in 2022, I think he's going to be a player at some point. I, I think he's going to be really, really good. I, I like his traits early on. I think he covers a lot of ground. I think he's got a good first step. There's a lot to like. So before we move into Auburn baseball, as they swept Alabama, we got to talk about that. Um, I want to do one thing since Brian Harson threw out the first pitch and he looked dang good doing it, Lindsey Crosby. Um, he went on a show, um, Cole Kublik and uh, Greg McElroy's show up on uh, in Birmingham on WJOX. And he talked about a bunch of stuff. But one thing I thought was interesting, they asked him about off-season workouts and kind of, the, you know, their approach to what they're going to be doing over the summer. And, you know, I, I think I think a lot of it was cliche answers, right? Like the whole um, continuing what they did in spring, getting the maxes, uh, and then using a percentage off of that to help train and get better and, you know, set goals and things like that. That's been part of his messaging since the get-go. And I, I think the strength and conditioning that he's doing is working. I think that's a part of the program that's a real strength right now. It just takes a few years to see it. Um, but he also talked, Lindsay, about the nutrition and... Mm-hmm. I thought his answer was pretty insightful, just talking about how it's an underrated part of college football, just overall health and overall fitness and taking care of your body, not just how big you are and how fast you are, but like how strong your body is working. Um, I thought that was a pretty cool answer. Yeah, the big quote that stood out to me is you can't outwork a bad diet. I mean, it's yeah. something where where strength, strength and conditioning is very important. And the strength gains that you are getting in the weight room have significant impacts on the field. But your overall conditioning right. uh, is driven a lot by the condition your body's in. And that's sleep. That's And he, you know, he mentions it, like improve their diets, eat better, sleep better, all that kind of stuff. And it's just something where a lot of teams don't necessarily have the focus on that. And I think that's like a resource thing. Yeah, A lot of teams don't have dedicated wellness kitchens like we do with chefs that can make you whatever meal that you want or what the dietitians say you need. And so we have it. Let's use it as a tool to improve the team versus just something that's a quality of life for the players. Cause if you want shrimp every day, you can go have shrimp every day. Like that's let's, right. let's find a way to make players lives better and make them perform better using that tool that not everybody can afford. I think it was great. I think it was great. Good insight. I uh, just wanted to kind of drop that nugget out there. All right, Auburn baseball, huge weekend for Butch Thompson and his program. We tell you why specifically. Yes, they beat Alabama, that's always good. But seeding, seeding in the SEC tournament, we'll tell you why it's so important 
next on Locked on Auburn. But first, our partners at Online continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, which are starting to kind of wrap up. But Major League Baseball is in full swing. And also, they dropped the futures for this season uh, for all of the odds to win each Power 5 conference. We talked about that a lot towards the end of last week. Auburn 66 to 1 odds to win the SEC, tied with Arkansas, if you can believe that. So if you're interested in that or more, head to the website, use your mobile device, however you want to get to it. Just check it out at Bet Online, where the game starts. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Lindsey Crosby, though the Sunday game, game three, they played several innings, but it does not happen because baseball is... Fun and has weird rules and things don't count sometimes when you don't go a certain amount of innings. But Auburn swept. Um, they won the first two games and they had all the momentum going in the third game as well with bases loaded. You really hate to see that. But um, what does this mean, right? I mean, where is Auburn currently now when you look at the standings going into the SEC tournament? Okay, so going into the Tennessee-Arkansas thing, I was saying you need eight wins. And you needed yeah. one each weekend from Tennessee and Arkansas. You got that. And so that meant that you needed uh, some, you know, you needed to get five of the six games against Alabama and Kentucky to be 100% locked into one of those top four seeds. Right. Now it's only five games. You got two of the two that you played. Um, so we're recording this late night on Sunday because we were waiting for baseball to maybe come back. Uh, wh- while we were getting ready, I got the email from the SEC office with the baseball standings and everything. The road to Hoover is what they call it. Uh, Auburn, as of right now, is the number four seed for the SEC tournament. Wow. So this is big because when this SEC tournament starts, top 12 teams, but teams 5 through 12 play a single elimination day on Tuesday. You lose, you go home. Right. And, you know, and that's what happened to us last year where uh, one through four gets a buy from that first day. And then when you get in, it's a double elimination. Right. So the way this works is the two teams that are leading uh, their divisions get one and two, and then everybody else, regardless of division, is seated by winning percentage. So A&M right now is the number two seed for the SEC tournament because they are tied at 17 and 10 with Arkansas and they won the series over Arkansas. Arkansas is third. We are fourth, uh, five seventy-seven winning percentage. We're 15 and 11 in the conference behind us is some combination. And we don't know yet some combination of Georgia, LSU and Vandy. That's going to figure itself out this weekend as they play. But all Auburn has to do right now is if we go to Kentucky and we handle our business, we have a top four seed for the SEC tournament. And we probably have a top eight seed in the College World Series, meaning that we don't have to travel for a Super Regional. Which was obviously, uh, wait, for a Super Regional? 
a top eight seed in the SEC, or sorry, in the NCAA tournament means you are home for the regional round and you would host the super regional round if you, if want. you advance. Yes. Nine through 16. Uh, We're projected to, to go... host the super regional right now? Well, I mean, going off seeding, if they project us to be number eight, then sure. theoretically that kind of means we're yeah, considered right. the best team in the country. But yeah, oh, like that's it's, crazy. it's, yeah. So a lot of the projections going into the weekend had us either at eight or at nine national seed. You know, I saw a 10 out there, but I don't really like them too much. So let's ignore that. Got it. So a lot of on the bubble, Georgia stumbled a bit. We handled our business the best that we could. We right. won two games. Mother Nature won one. Um, Mother Nature in the SEC office protecting Bama 1-1. One, one. Uh, but the top four seed is the big thing right now because that means that you, if you have one bad start, which we saw one Saturday, yeah. you can have a good pitcher make a bad start and have a blow up. Uh, having a top four seed means that one bad start and one blow up does not kick you out of the SEC tournament. It's huge. That's, that's a big deal. That's a huge deal. And yeah, and it should allow you to get a few more quality wins to help kind of sweeten that resume. So you are potentially hosting a super regional definitely should be hosting a regional at this point, but um, mm -hmm. I mean, how great that we get to wrap up with Kentucky um, and Kentucky. I mean, they're, they're, they've put some money into that program. Their baseball park is beautiful, but um, the fact that they're not playing well right now, that's uh, that's a nice one to end on. So Kentucky's 10 and 17 in the conference, uh, two of their wins though, in the conference, National number one Tennessee, so not a push. I it's, forgot it's about just like that. It, it's just like football. You cannot overlook anybody right. in the SEC. You're right. Every any given Sunday, any given weekend, whatever. But yeah, going to Kentucky, I feel like we have a good chance to you know if if everything breaks right, we have a good chance to win two out of three up there. Yeah, uh, and that would mean we're pretty much locked into that top four seed, and then we're locked into a top eight seed when it comes to the actual postseason. Incredible. Incredible. So as far as performances from this weekend that are relevant to discuss moving forward, does anybody stand out to you? So there's two guys that I want to give um, credit to as far as pitchers go. Pitchers okay. outside of the usual guys you always hear about. You hear about the Blake Burkhalter. You have his shirt on right there. You hear about stuff like that. Closing time, baby. AUShirts.com. But there's two guys who really stepped up big this weekend. So Friday night, Mason Barnett goes five and a third. Right. And behind him is freshman John Armstrong. Now, John Armstrong pitched two and two-thirds innings against Arkansas last weekend. Looked really good. Before that, we hadn't seen him since March. He was gone for seven weeks. So we got a chance to talk to him after the game. And long story short, Butch Thompson put him in the garage. Like, there's some stuff he had to get fixed. And put him away, made him fix it. Brought him back, and he is a brand-new pitcher. There's a great piece uh, that I found over the weekend, AuburnDaily.com, talking about some of the changes that John Armstrong made and what he did to be a new pitcher. Yeah. So go check that out. Not sure who did that, but great piece. Uh, I, I think uh, – no, I, we need – Lindsay Lindsay did an incredible job on him. You need to go check okay. it out. Just Google uh, – yeah, just Google John Armstrong. It'll come up. Yeah. And then Saturday, Tommy Sheehan. So Trace Bright – Gets in a bit of trouble in the first inning. Four hits, four runs, two walks, a wild pitch. Throws almost 40 pitches. Um, it was tough. It was it was a rough outing for Trace Bright. Tommy Sheehan comes in in the second inning. And we had heard a lot about him leading up to the season. He was a three-year starter at Notre Dame. 
uh, you know, transfer lefty, all of this stuff. And he didn't look like we thought he would. He was coming right. back from Tommy John, needed some time. Saturday, he looked like the guy we were told he was going to be. Mm. Four innings, one hit, one walk, four strikeouts. Take that. Cold out of the bullpen. He yep. did not know he was going to have to pitch that much when he got up Saturday morning. So through 65 pitches, wasn't as efficient as you would like, but absolutely gave, kept Auburn in it. Right. And the bullpen ended up going eight innings, scoreless. And Auburn comes back from being down 4 nothing and wins that game 6-4. to four. Unreal. So, I, I mean, the, the fight in this team is just spectacular. Um, I think that's their 17th comeback win of the season, like that, where they were down and came back good? to win. Is that good? Do you take that? Would you take that? That's uh, that's pretty nice. Yeah, I think that, so. that, that was the big issue last year, and that's why people right. didn't think we were as good as, as we are is because last year we lost so many close games late. Right, right, and they're this finding year? a way to do it. Yep, Learning yep. how to win close games is a thing. It's not all luck. It's not all performance. You have to learn that skill. It's a and, skill. And they figured it out. Um. I don't. I haven't looked at numbers or anything, Lindsay. But Bobby Pierce seemed to have a good weekend to me. Maybe he just had moments. I don't know. But just casually watching this weekend, he seemed like it was an important role. So Bobby Pierce, really okay, really great story for Bobby Pierce because long story short, he transferred to Auburn from South Mountain Junior College. Uh, had to have surgery on both of his knees last year. Mm. Uh, was, I think, the fourth or fifth outfielder on the bench to start this year, has worked his way into not only a starting role, but cleanup. He is batting 301. I believe he is second on the team in home runs with six, and he's only been a full-time starter for a month. He's one of the fastest players on the team. Right. Um, I mean, he's got, I've j- just in the last couple of weeks, I've heard Bobby Bombs, I've heard Bobby Barrels, I mean, he all all the dude does is gun people out from right field, hit home runs, and take extra bases. Right. Uh, dynamic kid. I am very excited to see what he can do with a full off season of health. Right. And I mean, there's a good chance he may be our starting center fielder and our um, cleanup hitter next year. Which you, those two things usually aren't the same person. Well, Kaysen's gone. Um, right. You'd have, yeah. Kaysen will be gone after the season. Kaysen Howell. And then, yeah, the top of the really lineup is going to be all gone. So Sp- speaking of Kaysen Howell, it was really odd today how, when it, there was a weather delay and they didn't have to cover the field, like they didn't have to pull a tarp out. And it's because Kaysen Howell covers the entire field already. <laughs> all right, Lindsay, how can it people just- find you here? You support you one more time. <laughs> I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. My show, Locked on the Movie Prospects, is on Twitter uh, at Locked on Farm. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube and the writings at OverDaily.com. I, I love it. I love it. That's Lindsey Crosby as he joins us every Monday. Hey, on tomorrow's show, Auburn message board legend Charlie Five joins us to talk about uh, McDonald as well as other things happening throughout Auburn football. You can follow me on Twitter at Z Black or be a show on Twitter at Locked on Auburn and on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, please, please like the video and click that subscribe button. Would really, really appreciate it. Thank you for making Locked on Auburn your first listen. For your second listen, go check out Locked on MLB Prospects or Locked on SEC. We'll be back tomorrow right here on Locked on Auburn. See ya! Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.